we're surrounded by people's lives and their stories and they're important. They're, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to buy something on Amazon. It's like, nope, there's people behind those products. You know, even if you buy it on Amazon, there's still a person who made that product mm -hmm. or who, you know, is shipping that product to you. Um, yeah. You know, all those people matter. Welcome to the Conscious Leadership Podcast, where soulful entrepreneurship and holistic mind-body wellness meet to help you heal, discover your soul's purpose, and change the world. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, entrepreneur, psychology expert, social media maven, and soulful leadership coach. And it's my mission to empower you into becoming the light leader you're meant to be. Each episode will be diving deep into topics that will help you gain personal mastery over your healing and mind-body wellness, while also giving you practical tips and tools to help you create, market, and scale a heart-centered business around your soul's purpose and life mission. Whether you're in the beginning of your self-awakening journey or a seasoned inner work god or goddess who's ready to step into their leadership as a soulpreneur, this is going to be your new favorite place to be. We know that you don't just want to feel happier and more fulfilled, but you want to deeply know yourself and powerfully step into your life's purpose while creating massive abundance around your mission. That's why I've created this podcast for you, the light leader of the next generation. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Ortega, and I am so, so, so excited to have my girl, Lindsay Sims, here today, who I totally talked into coming in onto this podcast because she normally doesn't, and she hasn't done a bunch. Um, so I appreciate you jumping on here with me because I am totally nerding out about her business. She is a client of mine. She's an Ignite. Um, and I don't generally work with people who have storefronts or offer like physical products. But when she actually got on her discovery call and I learned more about her business um, and our team learned about what she was really trying to accomplish, we were like, yes, like you need to be with us. Like you are in the right place. I actually have um, some items from her store that I'm obsessed with. And we're going to talk more about these beautiful, magical things and what makes her vision and her store so unique and so amazing. And so I just want to welcome you to the show here. And um, she is the owner and founder of Maison Soleil. That is the name of her store. And it's an ethical fashion boutique. She empowers women to live to their fullest potential through fair trade principles by selling their handmade products in her store. And this enables them to feed their families, invest in communities, and even start their own businesses. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that is quite I know. Yeah, I'm like, I know I'm like very energetic and excited and a little overwhelming sometimes. So welcome to welcome to my life. <laughs> No, I need some of that energy and like a drink. <laughs> oh my god, that maybe that'll be the next the next launch. <laughs> Model it up. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about you know your journey and what led you to create Maison Soleil. So Maison Soleil is actually not the first name of our business. Um, it actually was Jolie Soleil, which is um, based on my old AOL username. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, so I like when I when I started the business, I was, um, you know, working my nine to five and I was kind of dissatisfied and I wasn't feeling valued, you know, and I felt like, you know, there's got to be more I can do to give back to the world. Because I always say like when you're you want to invest in yourself, but you also want to invest in others. 
and that helps like you giving back makes you feel better too. So whenever you're trying to make your life better, it's always good to start with other people too. Um, And so I started looking at what I can do and um, I found this company, it was called Trades of Hope and they're actually a direct sales company, but they're fair trade certified. And I, that's when I learned what fair trade was and I had never heard um, fair trade before. I mean, maybe I did, maybe I was like fair trade chocolate or something. You know, a lot of people didn't hear about fair trade coffee, fair trade chocolate. Um, but I never heard about it with fashion and with like jewelry and clothes and bags and all that stuff. And so I started with that company and within a month I was like, I want to pick out my own products. Like it was like really quick. <laughs> you didn't I, think you realize, I actually want to do this myself. And so I started with Jolie Soleil Boutique um, and we started with my friend made the logo and it was not the best, but you know, he's a great graphic designer. I really think it was me. My direction didn't make it the best. Um, you should have it- seen my first logo that I tried to get with a designer. I didn't even know how to like vocalize or verbalize yeah. like what I was even looking for. It was, mm-hmm. it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. It was like clunky and like weird colors. And I was like, this is not... And so I went to like Distaprint and I was like, oh, I love this pretty like mandala that they had that would remind me of like a sunset. And so I like picked my own colors and was using that. And then um, a year ago, I was like, you know what? I've seen that somewhere else and I don't want to see my logo anywhere else. I want it to be unique. So I went and I had a logo created on 99designs and... um, it's a great resource, guys. 99designs.com. Yeah. Really, really good. It was really cool. I don't even know where the designer was from. I'm pretty sure they were from, like, Europe or something. Um, but they did a really good job and um, picked up my new logo and renamed my company to Maison Soleil. Um, and I really wanted to um, change the name because, um, one, it had more meaning than just my AOL username and the fact that Soleil is my middle name. So, like, that was the only other connection I had to it. Um and I wanted to pick Maison because in French it means um, house or house mm. of. Mm. And so I like the idea of like building a community with my brand and having it like once I have my own storefront, I want it to be a place where people can come and gather and really feel at home and really feel like this is where they want to go. Um, oh, and this I is where they want to be a part of something else. Um, but yeah, I had no idea what I was doing in the beginning. Um, I have a reel on my Instagram if anybody wants to check this picture out, but it's a picture of me um, and my first pop-up ever uh, at Eastern Market here in DC. And um, I uh, had like two little tables. One of them was like a free table that we got from like a friend. And the other <laughs> one I think I got off like Craigslist for like 20 bucks. And it was like from a charity. They were taking the money for a charity. And then I use, instead of... Sh- um sheets (laughs) instead of tablecloths I use bed sheets and one of them was like this bright magenta and the other one was like this paint splattered one (laughs) and it was such a hodgepodge it was such a mess and (laughs) my mom did the damn thing which I love (laughs) you're like let's do it anyway (laughs) (laughs) um and it's really been like my baby from the beginning but like my entire family now is like helps out with the business like every time my mom comes to visit actually she's 
coming to visit tomorrow. And she's like, so we're going to Easter market on Sunday, right? I'm like, yeah, like she knows the drill now, <laughs> you know, like Sundays I are for market. And um, I actually have to go to like Southern Maryland tomorrow for another pop-up that I do because uh, they're expanding, which is great for them. But like my stuff is literally on the wall that they're going to tear down. So I have to go and move everything. <laughs> 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 and, like, that's um, what you that's what happens when you have to do in-person stuff I always forget yeah. like logistics and yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and um but yeah I, I had never worked retail before and I always wanted to I always loved fashion and um I had like this weird fashion sense my mom never knew what to buy me because she never knew if I was gonna like it because my fashion sense was so crazy <laughs> but, <laughs> Like, I, love I shared, that. like my eight facts that somebody tagged me in and there was like a picture of me wearing like a polka dot tutu with like a striped sweater underneath. And my mom was like, I never want to put those two things together. Like my mom always said my fashion sense was so weird. You've um, always been like a trailblazer then. Yeah. Like, so just like marches <laughs> to the beat of their own drum. Like I know what I like and that is what looks good. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Um, but the more I've learned about fair trade and um, what that means is like, um, really it's that there's a long-term like sustainable relationship between the buyers and the suppliers. Um, and so that they're not just like some companies, um, I don't know any off the top of my head, but I know there are companies out there who, um, will go in and be like, we need 60,000 skirts in this color and that pattern. Um, and we need them in six months and then they leave. And then, that factory now has no work from that company. So the point of fair trade is that you come in and you make smaller orders over time. And that way there's a longer relationship between the person making it and the person buying it um, to sell to the consumer. Um, and so that's really what fair trade means. And um, also fair wages as well and fair work environments. So there, um, I think there's, I want to say nine or 10 fair trade principles. I'll actually have to make a, I'm trying to make a post on this for Instagram. Yes, I would um, love to see this. I and it's, had no it's idea. a lot, but it's a lot of people like, oh, oh, fair trade just means fair trade. It's like, no, actually it means a lot more than just the, those two words. Um, it means a lot more. And to the people who make products in these fair trade factories um, around the world, it means a lot to them because they get to take home more money which then gets invested into their family, which then gets invested into their communities and beyond. Um, and it really, it's like a ripple effect. Um, and it's beautiful to watch. Um, Trades of Hope, the company I started with, they used to do this thing where they're like, okay, if you um, hit this sales mark, we'll donate a bicycle to a girl in Cambodia. And I was like, that's really cool. Like they weren't just being like, here's a Porsche or whatever, when you hit the sales mark, they're like, we're gonna help other people in your name. Oh and God, I, I just love, love that. that. Yeah. And I was like, I want to do that. So uh, my goal with my business really is to one day be able to donate a large portion of our sales every month um, to an organization that we work with. Um, I actually got an email yesterday from Papillon, an organization we work with in Haiti, that they need medical help. Um, for some of their artisans. And so they're asking for donations. Um, the last time I did that, I donated $500. Wow. Um, trying to figure out now, like, okay, I want to donate more money. So then I'm like, all right, what's my sales goal? Because I want to make sure I can donate that money. You know, like it really yes! motivates me. The cycle of empowerment's like, this yeah. is exactly what I'm freaking talking about. Like we can make business empowering. We can make a business that actually is conscious and helps people and is ethical and is just rooted in integrity. And we can still make money. Like, honestly, yeah. no one needs to be a fucking billionaire. I'm sorry. Like a billion dollars is very, we, I think, 
are so like, it's such a far like reality for us that mm -hmm. we kind of compare millionaires and billionaires. There is a very, very big difference. We do mm -hmm. not need billionaires. We do not need a billion dollars for our families for whatever. We can pass that along. We can make great. hundreds of millions of dollars and be great. We don't need billions. Let's not cut the wages of workers who are working so hard for us. Let's not take away the humanity of this kind of like we're working with human to human, like it, that's it. So yeah. how can we make it in a way that's going to be, you know, empowering and not exploitative. And I have a friend who, I shouldn't say friend, she's married to a friend of my fiance. And mm -hmm. um, she used to like, I hope she's not listening to this. Um, she used to work for Lululemon. Mm -hmm. And she would go um, to, I think Myanmar, Myanmar, I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it. I'm terrible. Um, no, I think it's Myanmar. Yeah. And, and she would go like every couple of months to like check on these factories and like the conditions and that the, the little amounts of money that they're paying these, these human beings and the kind of like horrible situations, living situations that they're in and work situations. Um, I never bought another pair of Lululemon pants ever again. And yeah. I think Fat, this whole fast fashion thing, we're starting to see companies like Shein, companies like um, Fashion Nova, companies that are just like Forever even 21. companies like Target mm -hmm. or Forever 21 and H&M. Yeah. Like I used to shop all the time at H&M mm -hmm. and I feel really badly about it now because it's yeah. it's it's not okay. And this is how fast fashion works. It exploits other people um, in in who are easy to take advantage of because they're vulnerable and maybe don't know any better, don't have a lot. And we have the ability to change this if we stop putting our money into those companies and we start investing in companies like Maison Soleil and we start yeah. investing in what you're doing and your mission because that is helping and having a massive ripple effect all over the world for other human beings. And if we are going to like ascend to this 5d if we are going to join in this collective consciousness and heal the planet it means operating in a totally different way and i think this is exactly what we need to be thinking about yeah um i always say and i'm not the person who made up this phrase but you know you're voting with your dollar um you 100 percent you are using that dollar and people think that it mean it doesn't make any sense and it doesn't mean anything. I'm like, but it does. Cause if you stop buying Lululemon pants and you start buying uh, girlfriend pants, which are another eco-friendly um, legging company. Um, we'll tag them in the show notes because yeah, y'all, exactly. if you need leggings. Um, and theirs are actually, they're like Rothy's. They're made from like plastic bottles. So they're eco-friendly too. Wow. Um, but if you like start buying girlfriend pants instead, and then all of a sudden there's like this shift over time, you can see like, if you look at a graph, you're going to see like, oh, this is Lululemon and now it's going down and then it's going up for girlfriend leggings. And then next thing you know, Lululemon's going to go out of business. Or they'll be absolutely to change the way change they their practices. Yeah, change their practices, change um, how they treat their factory workers, um, how much they pay them. Um, and then the other thing about you know you're talking about the factories and the conditions and the treatment. It's also not sustainable because yes, absolutely not well, sustainable. It's, a, it's like I said, it's a ripple effect, right? So like if they don't treat them well, those people are not going to be able to feed their families. They're not going to be able to invest in their communities. They're not going to be able to educate others um, or pay into education for their kids. Because in a lot of countries, education like like we have in the States is not free. 
it's expensive. And a lot of times they have to wear uniforms to school. And then, so the parents have to pay to buy the uniforms and that's extra money that they can't put to put food down on their tables, you know? So it's, it's a ripple effect, as I said, you know, and it's, it's, it's so hard to watch, you know, when you learn, when I first learned about all this, it was very emotional for me. Um, and I think sometimes when I get frustrated with people and they're like, oh, I found this really cute thing at Old Navy. And it was only $6. And I'm like, imagine how much somebody got paid to make that. If that yeah. was the top retail price for that product, it wasn't on sale. It was just $6. Yeah. That person probably got paid 15 cents, maybe. And it's like, think about how 15 cents means almost nothing to you, right? Yeah. A nickel and a dime what does that get you? Not much. Yeah. They made a thousand of them. It's like only a dollar 50 or whatever the, I can't do math right now. Horrific. (laughs) No, but I mean, I think we get it. You know, it's really like pennies to what the these companies are profiting. Um, And that kind of huge disparity is so not okay. (laughs) You know, and I think people get maybe a little frustrated with some fair trade companies and they're like, well, this is bougie or this Mm -hmm. is like for rich people or this is, it's like $5 more. It's not like it's that much more expensive. And trust me, you have ordered shit off DoorDash that's more than this stuff. I think it's like, get a reality check to where you're spending your money. Because literally, like you said, it is a vote. Like if you are trying, Mm -hmm. if you're someone who's like, I want to change the future. I want things to look better for people. I want to affect change. Like that happens when you make choices that like go in that direction. And that includes where you spend your money. And so like, yeah, I really encourage you guys to question everything. And even if it's a little bit more expensive, it's a piece that you know you can probably will last longer than fast fashion 100%. Um, mm-hmm. You know it's going to be something that is, um, you know, giving back and supporting and empowering this new kind of conscious movement that we're trying to create to support all of humanity. Um, I love Daughters of Culture. Daughters of Culture. Listen, my, my New Jersey's <laughs> coming out. <laughs> um, but I love Daughters of Culture. Um, And it's made by um, Peggy Caucasian. And she's really, really, really wonderful. And she is small, you know, batch. She makes maybe 50 of each piece at a time. She has Mm -hmm. like in personal relationships with her seamstresses and with the people creating her products. Everybody gets a fair wage, it's sustainable and ethical. And I, no joke, meet with her once every two months for her to pick out clothes for me. And I buy only really from her now because I just love what she has. It fits me really well. I feel great about like where my money is going. You know, money is power, it's energy. So like, where are you putting yours? Yeah, um, that's beautiful. I um, I love that. I almost exclusively buy clothes when I purchase them for my store. I'll be like, oh yeah, and I'll get that for me and this for me. <laughs> one for me, <laughs> like, one for you. <laughs> I ordered a dress that I got this past fall and I was like, oh, they're coming out with green. Yay. Like I can get my favorite color now. And like, cause they change their colors with every season. And I'm like, uh, so I was just so excited cause um, I get like previews sometimes of what they're coming out with. And I'm like, can't wait to tell like my customers because I have a Facebook group for my like VIP customers. Um, if it's anybody really, but like, it's like, I just if call you want friends. like the details right away. You want to be like the first to yeah. know. Yeah. yeah you get, like, behind the scenes uh, look and you get to like help me pick out products and um, 
uh, I like, we'll show product, like I'll get products in and they'll be like, all right guys, I'm going live in like 10 minutes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like let's open the box together. Uh, and it, it's exciting. Um, but this uh, company is called buy to be, and they're actually based in Indiana. Um, and they're actually a nonprofit. They have their own store in Indiana, but they're a nonprofit organization that works with a group of, um, women in uh, Cambodia. Um, and they actually have to like go to the market um, to buy fabric. And what they do is they'll buy fabric that would usually have ended up in a landfill. So one time I had this, I think it was this dress um, or a skirt. It was a skirt. And somebody came up to my booth and was like, oh, I think I've seen that at Gap. And I was like, yeah, you probably have because they're probably tossed this fabric away. Um, and now this company has remade new clothes with it instead of it going into a landfill. And so I love that, like a lot of the companies I'm starting to work with or I've been working with, um, are really thinking about how to bring like eco consciousness into the fashion as well. So yes. like rescued fabrics or, um, another company I work with out of Cambodia is called Tonlay and their fabric, all their, all their stuff is zero waste. So they don't use plastic when they wrap their products. They don't like, they use like paper and like a piece of like fabric string to like wrap their products up. Um, and they don't use like extra boxes and stuff when they pack things. So um, I love that a lot of people are getting more into that. And I think when people think about ethical fashion, they think, oh, this is just like ethically made. It's like also, you know, you have to think about sustainable fashion in that same way. So these are interchangeable, I think. A lot of people think they're, they mean the same thing, but they're actually different things. Yeah. Um, um, and so sustainable fashion um, is bringing that like zero waste and that um, eco-friendliness of fashion. Um, and a lot of people are getting into that. Like people love their Rothy's shoes, right? Yeah, and like, <laughs> especially California shoes. people. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you you love your Rothy's shoes, but guess what? There are tons of other brands out there who are doing the same thing. And so people are starting to discover that and really love that. But Rothy's is such a big company. It's like, I can never stock them in my store because people just go to their website or like people try to get them for, you know, really cheap on Poshmark and stuff. And um, so um, it's one of those brands that's like really out there and I'm really like happy for them, but I wish sometimes they'd be like, by the way, there are more companies out there. Yes. And you're speaking wow. to something that I think is super important, which is that I don't know where to go for this. Yeah. Like, I don't know which ones are not. I can go down Abbott Kinney, which is like, for those of you who don't know, the very like sceney place. <laughs> You've definitely seen it in pictures on Instagram everywhere. It's like where all the influencers go and like these really expensive, really kind of like, you know, stores that make you feel like mm. they are like in this category, yeah. but really are not. And they are like terrible. So like, how do you actually, not saying everybody in Abbott Kinney is terrible. Let me take that back. I love Abbott Kinney. It's great. You guys, I love you. Um, <laughs> but I have seen like in, in various places, not just that place, but you know, these stores that really kind of market themselves as being this kind of way without saying it out loud. So people think that they're mm -hmm. going to shop at the right kind of place. Mm -hmm. Is there like, how do we find these places? Like, how do we find out where we can spend our money and we're giving it to a company that's going to do something good with it? So, um, the term you're looking for is called greenwashing. Um, so that's when companies will say like, Oh, we're, we're sustainable. We're being ethical. We're, we're going green or whatever. Um, this actually, there was a discussion around the Super Bowl commercials. Cause I think a lot of companies were like, we're going green, you know? And yeah. I didn't watch the Super Bowl or the commercials, but I heard about it and I read articles about it and I was like, well, that's, 
I mean, it's great because my husband was like, guess what? This company's going to come out with hybrids. I'm like, that's great. I'll believe it when I see it. You know, like it's one of those things. It's like people use those words, but they're not actually doing anything. Um, a good place to look for, and this is also an app. It's a website and an app. It's called Good For You. And oh. great actual companies um, based on whether or not they're actually doing what they say they're doing. Um, I think what? The this is amazing. Was Doc Martens. Yeah, yeah. So Doc Martens. And they actually were like, here's a better company to go for instead. And they'll tell you, like, shop this company instead. This is um, what I need. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so it, it's in a website and an app. Again, it's called Good For You. And um, there we'll are drop it in the show notes, guys, yeah. as well. <laughs> we'll drop it in there. <laughs> but we'll drop it in. Maddie will drop it in there. She does all my <laughs> wonderful show notes. Thanks, Maddie. Yeah. Um, and they actually have like an Instagram. And so that's how I find out about their stuff. I just follow them on Instagram and they'll post like, by the way, we did a review on Doc Martens and here's what we said. And, um, I loved it cause they put like the other brand it was called like NAE. I forgot what it stands for, but it's like non-animal. Anyway, they don't use animal products in the shoes, the new, the other ones they mentioned. And so they were like, and then this company actually follows like ethical practices. So it was pretty cool. And they looked almost the same. Like it was like the picture was almost, I thought it was the same picture. Like wow. I look at it again. Um, yeah. Like there are alternatives y'all. Like we have, I think more and more of these companies, but they're so small usually that it's mm -hmm. like, it's really hard to find. So I'm really glad that there's an app because I need that. <laughs> yeah. There's an app for that. <laughs> there's an app for everything these days. I'm still, it's so funny. I was talking to someone and I don't know if you've had this experience. I'm like a millennial, you know, I'm 32. And so <laughs> I like my fiance laughs so hard. I'll be like, Oh, I'm going to go to the store to get this. And he's like, well, do you want to just order it online? <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, Oh yeah, I guess I could. He's like, you don't even know if the store has it. And I was like, uh, and part of me still wants to just go in person. And, yeah, like, do all I'm, the, I'm the same way. I love going to in-person stores. And I think you know, what's funny is like, we're looking at like my business and trying to move it more online, but, and then people are like, Oh, online is where you need to go. And I'm like, I get that, but I make most of my sales in person. And I think yeah. it has to do with the fact that I'm there because if you left my husband in charge while I went to the bathroom, if he made a sale, I'd be shocked. Like there was a time where he made a sale and I was like, wait, how did you make a sale? And he was just like, oh, this person wanted to buy a card and I just scanned your thing. I'm like, great. Because like, if there's not a scan tag on it, um, he doesn't know where it is. He'll have to look it up. And like, sometimes he doesn't realize there are scan tags on things, but like, he's very like, um, this is everything's made by women and it's ethically made. And then I'm like, you have to say hi to people. He's like, I do. I say hi. I'm like, he's like, I say your spiel. And I'm like, great. I'm like, do you smile? He's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, and now we're wearing masks. So it's like, you can't even tell if we're smiling, but I'm like, it's his vibe he puts out, you know, when I'm there, I'm like, yeah. hi, this is my stuff. Let me know if you have any questions. You know, I'm like, it's a whole different vibe when I'm there. So it's really funny. But, um, I think, but I think you're right. I think that, listen, like there's something to be said for brick and mortar. And I think when, when we're looking at, especially the items that you curate, you know, they're so special to have you there to like talk us through what makes this so special. Like, why is this so cool? Um, is definitely different than just seeing it online. So I'm actually really excited for your, for your storefront. I know it's going to come in the next year or two. Like I feel it. Um, and everybody will be able to go check you out in person and, and in these different kinds of, um, you know, markets that you do as well. Where are you located so everybody knows mm -hmm. in case they want to check you out live? So I'm in Washington, D.C. Um, Eastern Market is in um, kind of the middle southeast area. 
Um, it's very famous. If you're in DC, you know where Easter Market is. Um, and they have an outdoor flea market on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I frequent there on Sundays because Saturdays is really hard to get a spot because it's like the better better day or whatever. Anyway, um, I think Sunday's <laughs> fine. So that's fine with me. We're going to um, make Saturday the best day. <laughs> yeah, but Saturdays, um, right now we're not doing it, but I'll be in Baltimore on Saturdays when they reopen Baltimore. I'm at Be More Flea. And then I'm also, um, if you're in Southern Maryland, La Plata, Maryland has a boutique called Dream Big Boutique. Um, and they have multiple vendors there. So a lot of it's like handmade art, arts and crafts, um, but like really nice stuff. Um, I actually, every time I go there, I end up buying more stuff. I'm like, you guys have to stop making such good stuff here. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like amazing. That's, well, that's um, a testament then definitely yeah. to the quality. Yeah. Um, and that is, um, again, that's in La Plata, Maryland. So it's like near, um, oh, what is it called? Not Frederick. Frederick's Northern Maryland. Um, I can't remember, but it'll come to me later. I'll like also, <laughs> I'll Google it and make sure it's everything's in the show notes. Cause I think these resources are really helpful for those of us looking to take a step kind of in this direction. Um, and then of course you have your website and everything is mm -hmm. up there as well, um, which is masonsoleil.com. And we will absolutely put it in these show notes here. Um, I guess I kind of want to ask you, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up, First of all, can you tell me about or tell the audience about this bowl? Because I'm obsessed. I just got a. I literally just got a second one, you guys, in a different size because it's going to be on my bed to hold my coffee and my book, um, as and my little things when I'm just like having a nice lazy Saturday in. I got this, and this is in my living room on top of my um, my dining room table, and it brings me so much joy. It's like so textured. There's like it's just like you can tell that it's not made by a machine. And it just carries an energy to it that is so different than anything I have in my house other than like my crystals. It feels like there's like a lot of energy in this. Um, and so I, I guess just want to jam out. Like, can you tell, and by, by the way, if you're listening and not watching on YouTube, this is like a woven bowl um, mm -hmm. and it's like green and it looks like there's a sun pattern in the middle and it's like this tightly woven bowl um, made of, uh, what is it? Grass, right? Grass, yeah. Ooh! Oh my God. Okay, so tell me about this and why this is so freaking cool and why I'm like dorking out. <laughs> so um, the bowl, so actually it's like, bluish green I don't know it says blue on the website but everybody thinks it's green um I think it's like one of those like aqua turquoise kind of colors you know like yeah, kind of yeah. um and then of course it has like the little flower petals woven in which is kind of cool I don't even know how they do that like when they're weaving they switch colors I'm like how did that like I don't even know how they do that it's crazy it's so amazing um but um, that bowl is made by a company called Azizi Life, and they work with mul uh, multiple cooperatives in Rwanda. And um, they that bowl is a medium-sized bowl, so it takes two to three days to make, which wow. is like I think about like what I can do in two three two to three days, and I'm like that bowl takes two to three days to make, you know? And it's crazy. I'm like that's a lot of time, um, yeah. you know? I could do so many things in two to three days but they do it throughout the day so they like they'll get up they'll, they'll feed their kids they'll weave some more they'll um have lunch they'll weave some more they'll you know make dinner they'll weave some more so it's throughout the day so it's like they do take breaks not like they're straight up for two days like maybe. 24 48 hours straight <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, they sleep, you know, um, but like two or three work days it takes them to make it. And um, they use uh, what's called forest grass to make the inside. So there's, um, I shared a picture the other day on Instagram and it was like the bowl was being weaved and you could see the grass sticking out. So that's what's on the inside and that's forest grass. So it's not like the grass they dye, it's different grass. And then the other grass, they like dye it in like natural dyes to make those different colors, um, whether it's black or blue or pink or white. Um, like they make all these different colors now. <laughs> um, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. so much love, so much intention, um, focused energy, like that kind of, when you create objects in that way, it just, they're different. They carry a different energy, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. I think. And I think I told you, Gabby, about this, but like one morning they were like, oh, we want to like meet you. And I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, we're going to do a Zoom. I was like, okay. They're like, well, it'll have to be at like 7 a.m. your time. I'm like, that's fine. So I literally got up early, 6.30 a.m. I was so excited, um, got up on Zoom and I got to like uh, talk to their uh, liaison there who's American. And then um, she um, she knows the language there. Um, so she introduced me to all these artisans and they when, once they realized oh I was literally live on the phone computer or whatever she was holding they were like oh my god wait she's live oh my god <laughs> like they were all in my face and they were just so sweet and they were just like so excited to meet me and I was like wow I'm not even one of their biggest suppliers yet you know like um and they Whoa. were so excited to finally realize, oh, wait, that's who we made that bowl for or all those bowls for, you know? And I was just like, it was so cool. Um, and they were just so sweet. And, um, and then they sent me a video, uh, I think like a couple months ago. It was probably for the holidays or something. And they were like, we're just so thankful for um, Maison Soleil and all your customers. And they just Aww. did this like, like unique, like custom video just for us <laughs> oh my god and I, was, I love that yeah I was like oh I love it and like I still have it and I like watch it sometimes <laughs> Just, that like, is so cool oh yeah. my god like I I don't know about you but I probably would have gotten really emotional <laughs> yeah yeah it was so sweet and um it just it's good to remember that there are people behind the products that you buy the things that you wear the things that you hang up in your home you know the, the sheets that you sleep on you know there are people behind those products um and they might be using a machine but there are still people behind them um and they matter and they're important too oh, so. hell yeah bringing back you know humanity to mm -hmm consumerism like how how can we do that and this is exactly how we recognize that there's a person behind everything that you see in your home in your space you know and kind of thinking about that now i'm looking around my office and i'm like oh my god yeah yeah like, their <laughs> lives are we're surrounded by people's lives and their stories and they're important they're it's not just like oh, i'm gonna buy something on amazon it's like nope there's people behind those products you know even if you buy it on amazon there's still a person who made that product mm -hmm. or who you know it's shipping that product to you um yeah. you know all those people matter and i think we need more of that in our lives especially after the last four years in the u.s um yeah tell me about it it's been um we and especially because you know, i'm in dc it's been very stressful here and um it's been interesting because 
I just, I'm so glad that we've switched over to a new administration. It's feel, mm. it feels so, the vibe here in DC is so different. Um, I can't imagine being at the epicenter of all of that energy, like, and, yeah. and chaos. Uh-huh. It's, yeah. it's a lot. It's, um, it's been kind of crazy, but we're all glad that things have changed. I mean, are changing. I mean, it doesn't, hasn't, it's not done yet. You know, we're still working on it. But, we're on it though. We're, we're chipping away. Yeah. But I think that we all need to remember that like, you know, especially during the pandemic, that it's not just me, you know, it's, it's a lot of all of us. We're all in this. Yeah. And truthfully, like, we can't count on any governments in the world to take care of us guys. Like they're going to do like, hopefully their best we wish, but obviously we know everybody's a human being at the end of the day who has their own shit. Even if they're making legislation, even if like they're, they're in positions of power, they are human beings with their own shit. Um, so like, at the end of the day, like it's people like us who really need to just start creating these spaces, you know, and making sure that we're looking out for one another, because no matter what you think, um, we're kind of on our own here, like us little people. And so especially those of us who kind of like have soft hearts, and yeah. <laughs> we really do want to see good things happen, um, you know, and we're not hardened yet. I think it's really important that we get out there with that love, with that intention and go, okay, how can we take care of each other? And I think of the same thing, like when I had Maddie join my team, like she was by herself, like it was just her, she was my VA. And she told me, Mm -hmm. I kind of have this uh, like dream of like having a VA agency. And I was like, go for it. And like, you know, empowered her to go freaking do it. Now she has 11 people working for her. Oh my Um, God. She's 23. And I always talk about it because I'm just, I I did not have my stuff together at 23 like that. Um, But she's empowered all of these um, women who work for her, who are friends of hers, who are young, who are in school, who are doing all these kinds of things and need an income now. Like she's able to like help them. They go and they help their clients and like they support their clients and everything they're doing. And it's so nice. You know, it's like we're we're just creating our own opportunities here, you guys. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be big. It doesn't have to be perfect. Um, But start like start like creating spaces or at least giving your money to people who are creating the spaces that are going to help us move forward as a human race together and empowered. Yeah, I mean, you just brought up a good word, opportunity. A lot of people, one of the, like, probably the most frequently asked questions I get, and because people are skeptical, which is good. I think that's good to be skeptical. But they're like, well, how do these women get paid? And I'm like, well, I buy a bulk from the organization that works directly with them, whether it's a nonprofit or their company, and I pay them up front. They get paid up front for the work that they do. So these companies are constantly paying these women so they're not just sitting there not getting paid because I didn't order something from them. Mm. They're, they're always getting paid because they're always getting small orders from companies like mine. Um, and I've had people who are like, well, how do you know the money goes back to them? And I'm like, because I trust organizations. And they're like, well, how do you, why do you trust them? I'm like, because they're fair trade certified. And if they're fair trade certified, they've gone through a year long lengthy process to become certified i mean they, and they probably paid a ton of money to do that like yeah it's I think people, to get it done too yeah people do not understand like it you actually have to go through a lot of hoops and, mm-hmm. and pay a lot of fucking money to yeah. be recognized as organic or as sustainable or as ethical and yeah. yeah, that's not just stuff that like you just call yourself. You actually have to invest your money and your time and energy into getting those things. And who does that if they're not really interested in it? You know, I mean, that takes a lot. Yeah. 
I started working with some brands. There's a couple brands in DC that I started working with a couple years ago and they're certified now. Um, but when I first started working with them, I asked them like, well, are you certified yet? And they're like, Oh, we're in the process. I'm like, that's great because the more certified companies we have, the more legitimacy is given to these brands and the more people will shop from them. I'm not a fair yeah. trade member myself yet because I feel like I'm, cause it's expensive to get certified or become a member. And you're just getting, you're just, you're a small business. I mean, you're yeah, just I'm getting still started. Yeah. But I have a friend of mine who has a business. I think she's in Minnesota and she's like, Oh, I'm already starting my paperwork. I'm like, maybe I should just start my paperwork, you know, because it doesn't mean you have to pay for the application fee yet. Like you just start yeah. work, then you get started. And so she's like, you know, inspiring me to be like more, um, I guess I don't know, legitimate is the right word here, but like more, um, I don't know, recognized um, as someone who supports the movement as well. Um, but they actually have um, a, a group on Facebook for all the fair trade retailers. So I have oh, like I love that community. Yeah. So like I have this small community so I can like reach out to them and ask them questions or I just love, cause we're also supportive of each other. There's not really that competition there because um yeah my friend has a store in Annapolis and that's only a couple hours away but it's like who cares you know that's a couple hours away <laughs> there are plenty of people in between there and here and yeah. um a lot of times I'll send people to their stores and I'll be like oh I don't have that product but you can check out uh, my friend Shannon's store she has it and they'll be like okay great and it's just like the consumer wins but you know what we win too because that means more people are buying fair trade more people are buying ethically and in the end like we all win you know there's no real competition there mm, yeah oh thank you for sharing that and thank you for giving us a little bit of a kind of sneak peek behind the glimpse of or glimpse behind like the curtain of what goes on you know when you are kind of in this position and you're in a company kind of trying to figure this stuff out I didn't know that there was like a whole application process and yeah um I yeah I hope this is helpful for y'all if you're listening and really thinking about starting your own little store or something like this um what is if you could share with us maybe like what is your what is like a lesson that you've you've learned, like a big lesson that you've learned that you wish you knew kind of like when you were getting started that you would like maybe give to our audience? Um, a lot of the stuff I'm learning in Ignite now, actually, I wish I had known when I first started, like, like you did like the icky guy thing. And like I realized, wait, I'm actually doing what I'm supposed to do. Like this That was the best. <laughs> Lindsay like messages me. She goes like, I just did the soul's purpose exercise where like I go have people go through like all these different things to figure out what their soul's purpose is or multiple purposes. So you can create a business if you want to. And then she's like, sends it to me. And she was like supporting women, ethical and sustainable fashion, like this and that. And I was like, you're literally describing your company. Like she's like, oh, oh, I'm already, I'm already doing it. <laughs> like, well, yeah. it's like this self-actualization that like, I'm doing it. Like, this is yeah. what I wanted in the beginning. Like, I was like, oh, I just want to like, do something that gives back. But it really, what I wanted to do was to like, do this. And it took me a few years to really solidify my vision of what I wanted to do. And like, get like my branding really on on point and like get a new logo. It's like I I waited two years to become an LLC, you know, like all these things I should have done in the beginning. But it's like when you're in the beginning, it's like scary because yeah. you're 
like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to last. And for a long time, I didn't know if it was going to work. The first year was rough. Second year was great. And then the third year was a pandemic. So, you know, we're going into year four and I'm like, I still a pandemic. I mean, ups and downs. Yeah. Like it's a peaks and valleys, but, um, we were on track to be making, um, twice as much this past year in 2020. And we made half as much Mm, as the year before because, and people are like, well, you can't just blame it on the pandemic. I'm like, well, I mean, I can, because the markets were closed half the year and we make more. You were getting most of your sales through the markets and our online functionality was great, but it wasn't like, you know, our advertising wasn't as good as it is now. So, Mm. but you know, I've learned a lot. And I think that, um, like you said, like the biggest thing I've learned is, you know, to really hone in on what I want to do is I guess my biggest lesson. (laughs) And I I feel like I'm learning that a little bit later. I'm realizing I already knew what it was. I just hadn't put that two and two together, you know, (laughs) that happens. There's that happens to me so much. And like, that's why I love having my own coach and my own like support because like, there's so many times where you really are like, I am lost. And the person in front of you actually sees much more clearly. No, like you're right on track and they can pull that out for you. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. Well, this is like so, so awesome. And I really appreciate you kind of taking a leap of faith in me and just jumping into this conversation. I know it can be quite overwhelming to be on a podcast and um, especially talking about, you know, all these different, very complicated, very nuanced kind of things. And um, you did a really beautiful job. Thank you so much for explaining all the questions I had and um, <laughs> really giving our audience kind of a, a, an idea, hopefully, that this is also something you can do. Um, mm-hmm. I do coaching and this is what I love to do. Um, but you can open a store, you can sell paintings, you can work with small artisans all over the world, you can create whatever it is that you want to create based on your unique self, right? You know, what are your values? Like you did in the Ikigai, um, you know, exercise. It's like, what are your values? What are you passionate about? What are your gifts? What are the things that you love doing that naturally you just want to be doing all the time? And then what do you want to see um, in the world? How do you want to change and improve the world in some way um, and kind of mixing those together and you come up with your own little thing and this was this is what it was for you and um, and I'm just so glad you're following your purpose because uh, I just put in another order for stuff and I feel so freaking good every time I hit purchase because I know that this is a purchase that is going towards a um, a purpose mm-hmm. zero regrets when you purchase from us zero zero regret yeah you know actually that's really funny i don't it's very rare that i have that kind of like ooh, should i have bought that yeah this one, i'm just like i'm just like hell yeah add it to the cart add it to the cart <laughs> yeah um, i understand i feel the same way and i because like i buy from other stores and i'm like oh should i buy and i'm like no i should buy from them because guess what like i want to look there first i always look to my other fair trade store friends and look to see what they have before I buy anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for for y'all listening, um, go check her store out. She has incredible, incredible offerings, all different kinds of things, um, from candles to bath bombs to woven bowls to jewelry to clothing, um, all made by small artisans and supporting local artisans and women all over the world. Um, And the thing that I also really love lastly, just to point it out, is that she makes her stuff really accessible because it is more like expensive, right? To pay people a fair wage and to do things in an ethical way. Um, And so 
it's not like her prices are skyrocketed like some of these other brands like i won't <clears throat> goop um but i have such a problem with them um but you know it's it's fair for what we're trying to do you know what i mean and so what i would say is go to her website and check it out because she has um afterpay and so you can go ahead and break that shit up into multiple payments so not only are you helping the world and helping women and participating in the change you are also able to do it in a way that's accessible which i think accessibility to these kinds of things is a really big problem it seems like it's very much for the privilege for people who have money because it is more expensive of course to like do this in this way but you take that right out of the problem right out of the equation and i love yeah. that so thank you for offering that yeah i mean the reason why i offer that is because i didn't come from money and i wish they had stuff like after pay when i was growing up um it's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Lindsay, for joining us today. I hope you guys took some notes and learned a few things. If you're listening and if you're watching, thanks for joining us. Um, and we will be back so soon with another episode. And until then, you can find Lindsay at Maison DC on Instagram or MaisonSlay.com. Perfect. And it'll also everything that we talked about in terms of like brands and websites and apps, we're going to um, add in the show notes for you guys so you can check it out. And if you have any questions for Lindsay, hit her up in her DMs, go browse her store. It is so freaking good. Um, and if you have any questions for me, of course, you know, hit me up on Instagram. I live there. And until next time, have a beautiful rest of your week. And that's our episode for today, guys. Thank you so much for joining us at the Conscious Leadership Podcast. I'm so excited. This next year, 2021, is going to be huge. We have so many guests that are coming on that you are going to love. I'm going to be doing some more solo casts and own therapy coaching. We have so many things rolling out for you. Retreats, another round of Ignite starting in May, another one starting at the end of the summer, a mastermind, and so many other things. So be sure to stay tuned with us on Instagram. Follow me at ohm underscore therapy underscore coaching and stay tuned for so much goodness coming up. As always, I would love to hear your feedback. Head over to iTunes and leave us a review and I would love to give you a free copy of my subconscious reprogramming workbook and that is absolutely free. Just send me a screenshot of your review and on Instagram and I will be so happy to send that over as my gift for you. And I am sending you so many hugs, so much love, and I hope that this week you are able to find just a little bit more joy in your life. Have a good one, guys.